you've tuned into this episode because you're feeling a little disconnected from your partner. Well, you're not alone. And I promise you this, listening to this episode could make a transformational difference in your relationship. If you've caught yourself saying things like, I love him, but I just don't know if I'm in love with him. If it feels like you're more roommates and you are romantic partners, maybe you're just really good at doing life together. Like he handles the finances and you handle the kids and everything is copacetic, but you just aren't coming together. Or maybe you just really miss that spark that was once there between the two of you and you crave it, you long for it. You want to be more intimately connected to your partner. And I've got good news for you. This episode is going to change things for you. You have the potential to transform your relationship. Emotional intimacy is a skill. And the good news is, if it's a skill, anyone can learn it. Even if your partner isn't great at communication, if just one of you wants things to be a little better together, I am going to share some actionable steps that you can take today to improve your relationship. Allow me to take just a moment to thank today's show sponsor, which is Organifi. You guys know how I feel about Organifi. It is my go-to. In fact, this is so refreshing. I have a glass of ice, fresh water mixed with pure and immunity. It's got just enough citrus. That's two of their products mixed together. I don't know if everybody likes the taste of that. I do. I love it. It's like an orange flavor. That's the immunity kind of tastes like orange. And then the pure has a lemony taste and I mix two of them together. And that way I get everything I need for my immunity, my antiviral, my antifungal. It's just a great way to support your immune system every single day. And then I mix that with my Organifi Pure, which is, it's basically all the superfoods that your brain needs to help reach maximum mental performance. In other words, it's what I drink to help me think better, to help my memory, to increase neurogenesis. And get this, this is the other reason why I drink it. Their product is clinically proven to boost BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor by up to 142%. Anyways, they've got tons of great products. Whatever your nutritional needs might be lacking or your palate might be craving, Organifi is definitely the company to check out. All right, guys, the cool news, get 20% off all of their products when you use code Chalene. Again, it's Organifi, and I'm going to spell it O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Chalene. That's Organifi.com forward slash Chalene, and you get 20% off. Hey, thanks so much for joining me today here on The Shalene Show. By the way, I encourage you to stay all the way to the end because at the end, I'm going to give you very specific questions. You're going to want to take out a pen and a piece of paper so you remember to keep these in your arsenal. For those of you who don't know me, you know, just a little bit of background on like why it is I feel the ability I guess the credibility to be able to have this conversation. Well, first of all, this is something I've been teaching for more than 15 years. Secondly, I've been married for 28 years with the same man for 34 years, and we've been through it, y'all. We have had the 1.0 relationship, the relationship where we weren't emotionally connected. I was constantly asking my husband, like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Is there something wrong? Did I do something wrong? Like constantly. And he was constantly saying, like, why do you keep asking me if there's something wrong? I would try to have this connection between the two of us, but it just wasn't happening. Like I am a communicator. And for a long time, I wondered if maybe this is just how guys are. Maybe we're never going to like connect on this really deep level, but things are good between us. Things are great. Like the kids are happy. We're happy, I think. But I also felt like 
sometimes we weren't on the same team. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes things were, gosh, how do I describe this? Well, you know, because you're probably in it where you just feel like, well, that was rude or you didn't have to say it that way or you just don't understand. It's like, you're. are you really listening? Like those are some of the comments and questions and feelings and thoughts that I had in the first part of our marriage. And it was something I was always trying to work on. I was like reading all the books and trying to do all the things. But at a certain point, I just remember thinking like, this is probably just what it is going to be like. We went through a really difficult trying time in our relationship. I've talked about that in previous episodes. I discovered an addiction that my husband had to gambling, which by the way, we worked through. And you know, like I say that very fast to almost imply like, it wasn't that big of a deal. It was a really big deal. And I also had to address my own addiction to work. But in that process, because we decided to stay together, we also knew we had no choice but to heal and to come together and to realize that we were on the same team. That meant we had to repair trust. That meant that we had to be able to communicate with each other. That meant that we had to be vulnerable and meant that we had to share our feelings and beliefs. And all of these things require emotional intimacy, which was a skill neither of us had. So how do we develop it? I started reading every single book I could get my hands on and kind of like downloading it to him. I find in relationships, there's like usually one partner who's like an avid personal growth kind of person. And the other one's kind of like, why don't you tell me about it? You know what I mean? And that's okay. You, you don't want to have married yourself. You know what I mean? So it's very normal. I've sometimes hear a couple say, or like, you know, one party of the couple say like, I don't know, we're just like on two different pages. Like I'm really into personal growth and she isn't, or he's really into this and I'm not. That's okay. Like only one of you needs to be like the avid researcher. And that's probably you. That's why you're listening to this episode. Okay, back to communication. We had no choice but to figure out how to get good at emotional intimacy. And the reason why you need to get good at emotional intimacy is because the incredible value it brings to not just your romantic relationships, but to your friendships, to your relationships at work, to your relationships with your siblings. And I know not in all of those situations do you have people who are willing to be, to go there. But man, if, if you try to be the catalyst, I bet you have the power to improve every single relationship of which you are a part. So the reason why I want to do this, it strengthens the bond. To be emotionally and intimately connected to somebody means that we trust them. It means that we're, we're communicating our feelings, our desires, our hopes, our aspirations, our emotions, and we're doing so without fear of rejection, without fear of judgment. It creates this resilience. Like when you have emotional intimacy in any of these relationships, you are less likely to leave. You are less likely to walk out. You are more likely to lock arms and go like, we are on the same team. I am not leaving you. We are doing this together. I know you guys love the Sleepy Gummy, but I also know some of you don't do well with melatonin. You don't love melatonin and you're still struggling with your sleep and you're still looking for a natural alternative. I wanted to mention that you might want to consider trying a magnesium supplement. Magnesium is one of those often overlooked, like super simple things that you can do to dramatically improve your sleep. That might be what's going on. Maybe it is as simple as being deficient in magnesium, but be careful. As I always say, not all supplements are made equally. 
So at my last doctor's appointment, when I had my hormone panel reviewed, my doctor, we were talking about the fact that osteopenia runs in my family. And I'm doing all the things from a lifestyle perspective that my, I should have very dense bones. I do heavy lifting. I do weight-bearing exercises. I eat like all the things lifestyle-wise. But one thing I asked is, what is a supplement that I could take? Thinking that she would tell me calcium, no. She suggested magnesium. So then I went on a search to find a really high-quality magnesium supplement, and I did. And the product is called Magnesium Breakthrough. And of course, as per usual, when I find something, I take it and I have amazing results, I'm going to reach out to them and say, hey, would you be interested in sponsoring the show? And the makers of Magnesium Breakthrough are giving listeners of my show, which is you, 10% off. And all you have to do is use code Chalene. But here's the link, magbreakthrough.com. Okay, I'm going to spell it M-A-G, like mag, like magnesium, magbreakthrough. I'm not saying meg, mag as in magnesium, magbreakthrough.com forward slash Chalene, and then you enter the code Chalene. I will definitely put it at the top of our show notes, and don't forget to use code Chalene for your 10% off. I'm telling you, it makes a huge difference in the way you feel and the way your body functions. magbreakthrough.com forward slash Chalene. When you have emotional intimacy in any of these relationships, you are less likely to leave. You are less likely to walk out. You are more likely to lock arms and go like, we are on the same team. I am not leaving you. We are doing this together. And that requires going deep. It creates this feeling of being seen, of having a safe place. Emotional intimacy creates an empathy that's so powerful. Like it's one thing when your partner responds a certain way and you're like, what is his problem or what is her problem, right? But it's completely different if you know where it stems from. It gives you this understanding, this love, this deeper, more genuine belief in who that person is. It's seeing them. And ultimately, all of these things lead to happiness. So let's talk about some of the reasons why many people struggle with emotional intimacy. And this is probably won't surprise you. The number one reason why is just fear of being vulnerable. And I'm not trying to generalize about our fellas, but we certainly as a society have kind of conditioned our men to believe you're the strong one, you're never weak, you are never a victim, you can't cry, you can't show any weakness. So it's certainly, again, I'm generalizing, but I find in my experience in the thousands and thousands of you that I've talked to about emotional intimacy is that it is hard for your dude to express pain, hurt, even past traumas, because they don't want to be seen in that way. They don't want to be seen as weak. But this could be true for all of us, men, women, doesn't matter. It is difficult for people who are never role modeled this type of communication. It's really hard for them to crack open and talk about their fears, talk about where certain triggers came from. Like when I think about emotional intimacy, it's like really knowing who someone is. It's knowing about their past traumas. And if you have past traumas, for many people, they're so afraid that if they bring those up that they won't be able to manage their emotions or that they might be judged or they might be rejected. It is especially difficult for people with past traumas to get to that level where they are intimate and allowing somebody to come in on an emotional level because it's fear. It's how they've protected themselves for all those years. I can tell you from our own personal experience, like it was difficult for us until we both went to therapy. It was through the help of a therapist 
that we were able to know like, okay, this isn't say anything about who I am today. These are things that happened to me in the past. So I just want to like cut to the chase and say, if you have, or if you are someone who's really, really afraid, it is scary. And it's just like, I don't even want to think about being vulnerable or your partner does not want to, they will not give you any vulnerability. You may need to seek the assistance of a therapist. It's like the shortcut. In addition to that, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of books at the end of this episode that really helped us. But we did those things. We read the books, we listened to the podcast, and we worked with a therapist to learn that we could trust each other and that we were safe with each other. Other reasons why people struggle to have intimacy in their relationships is they're not prioritizing it. You're so busy. The kids have you running left and right in a million different directions and you've got more work you need to respond to and you're looking at your phones and you have emails to reply to, projects to complete, laundry to do. Like the list of things you need to do is never ending. So when it comes to like the emotional energy that it requires to be vulnerable, to be intimate, you're just too busy so you haven't prioritized it. And that's bad. And that's really And for many of us, we were just never role modeled it. Like you didn't see this in your home, maybe for cultural or societal reasons or just your family legacy. Like we don't talk about problems. We sweep them under the rug. (laughs) Like we're not talking about it. So if that's what you were role modeled, it's really, really uncomfortable to learn this skill, but it can be learned. Okay, ladies, I have to interrupt this episode for just a moment to talk about something that just never really worked out for me. And that is shapewear. I have so many friends who wear industrial strength Spanx undergarments that supposedly suck you in. But whenever I tried them, I felt like it just pushed all of my parts into like another area. So I'd like have a roll in a place where I didn't need a roll or like the undergarments would like roll down. Or if they didn't do that, they just, I don't know, I didn't see a difference. So I didn't understand the point of wearing extra garments underneath my garments until Honey Love. I don't know what it is about their technology. I'm not an expert, but I do know this. The stuff works, and it's why they are the number one rated wedding shapewear. So I don't know if you're going to be the bride, or maybe you're going to be the mother of the bride, or the mother of the groom, or maybe you're just going to a wedding this summer. And I don't know why I'm talking about weddings, I guess, because that's when I think about wearing something that shows every lump and bump, and you just want to look your best at a wedding. Or maybe you just want to look your best this summer. If that's you, Honey Love is your answer. I'm telling you, their shapewear does not roll down. It lifts you where it's supposed to lift you. And for whatever reason, it like just smooths everything out so you don't just push all of your extra parts into a place where they don't belong. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And because you're a listener of The Shaleen Show, you get 20% off when you go to my link. It's honeylove.com forward slash Shaleen. So you don't have to remember a code. In fact, you don't even have to remember that link because we put it right at the top of your show notes. You're going to thank me later. Trust me. You get 20% off. This is shapewear unlike any other. Check it out. Give it a try. Honeylove.com forward slash Shaleen. You're welcome. All right, back to the show. So if that's what you were role modeled, it's really, really uncomfortable to learn this skill, but it can be learned. First and foremost, intimacy starts with an understanding. It starts by asking questions. That's what you're going to do. You're going to start by reading the room and knowing if this is a, a safe time, a good time, 
a happy time, the right time to ask questions of your partner and to listen. It's not a time to ask questions and then solve their problems. Intimacy requires you actually listening, putting yourself in their shoes and imagining what it is they felt, what it is they feel today. It's about bonding. You know what it's about? It's about trying. So if you want to be more emotionally connected to your partner, you have to try. This stuff is hard. You have to do it when you're not in the mood. You have to try to imagine what your partner feels, what you, if you were them, what you would want to feel, what you would want to hear, what you would need if you were them. It requires a huge degree of empathy and learning to be a better communicator, which by the way, usually means just learning to be a better listener. It's learning to ask the right question, listening so you know what they just said you need to follow up on because they're going to give you clues. They're going to give you hints. You're going to be able to connect the dots. Dude, I am telling you, like when my husband and I started having these conversations, I was like, like I felt like I had the code. It's like once I understood like where so much of his stuff came from, I was like, now I, I understand like why certain things triggered him, why certain things I said or the way I behaved or or whatever. Like I'm not blaming myself, but I'm just saying like it was like, oh my God, this is like the answer sheet. This is like the cheat sheet to our marriage. And the same for him. Like once he understood who I was, then he was better able to like support me and encourage me. That's what intimacy is about. Intimacy is truly understanding like how can I support this person? How can I encourage them? It is not needing to be right. Emotional intimacy is caring about somebody because you adore who they are. And it's hard to adore who somebody is if we don't know really who they are. And I can say that because I I, I remember we were married for, I don't know how many, like 15 years. And I remember once we started really truly having these deep conversations, I'm like, how is it that I love you this much more? But that's an important tip. By the way, if you're not familiar with the relationship I have with my husband, or if that's like curious to you, we do a Patreon together, which is like, it's like a podcast, but it's a very private podcast. It is a paid membership. And I put a link to it below this show in our description. Brett and I talk about all things. Like the episode we just did this weekend, we talked about his father having Alzheimer's. We talked about his relationship with his family. We talked about what would we do if one of us were to pass away? Would we get married again? We talk about our friends and family members. We talk about things that we don't talk about on the regular show. We talked about the recent series of tattoos that he got devoted to me. We talk about all kinds of things. So if that's like of interest to you, and I find a lot of couples like to listen to that. We're pretty funny. Sometimes it's very serious. Check it out. It's on Patreon. I put a link below in our show description. I've never heard another expert say this, but I'm telling you, I've said this to many people and they said, Shaleen, that has made all the difference in the world. When someone shares with you an intimate detail, something about a past trauma, something about when they open up and share their true feelings and they show just a hint of vulnerability, You have to reward that. You have to tell them, right now I love you more than I've ever loved you before. The fact that you just opened up, the fact that you've shared with me that emotion, the fact that you told me that bothered you, I just want you to know I couldn't love you more because you trusted me enough to say that. That will kind of, I don't want to say reinforce, yeah, basically it reinforces to that person, I'm not going to reject you. This is a safe place. 
This is not going to create turmoil between us. This is going to create trust between us. Emotional intimacy takes time and it takes effort. I would dare say you can get there 10 times faster than you think you can. Like it doesn't take that much time if you are willing to put in the effort. You just have to put in a little bit of time. And if you're intentional about creating this intimate bond between the two of you, let me tell you, especially if you're talking about romantic partnerships, you will never be more physically intimate and connected physically than you will be when there is emotional intimacy. My husband and I have been together for like, what what did I say? Like 34, I don't don't think it's 34 years. We met in 1989. Is that right? Yeah, we met in 1989. So you do the math. I don't know. I can't do the math. We've been together a long time. Go get a barf bag, okay? We have never been more sexually, physically, spiritually, romantically, connected and intimate in all of our lives. And it is because we've been through some really, really, really hard shit. And every single time that happens, we come together and we say, we are on the same team. I want to kill you right now. I literally want to figure out what county I need to murder you in so that I don't get life in prison. But but I also love you. And we're going to work through this. And we're going to figure out where this came from. And we're, we're going to figure out how to be better and how to grow. And we're going to talk about what we feel. And we're going to talk about how this made us stronger. And because, like, people are all the time like, oh, you guys had this amazing marriage. Yeah, but it wasn't always like this. There was a time where we were just, like, fighting for our life. There, it's, you know, it depends on what season you're in, right? And so I know some of you, like, let someone else know who's in the thick of it that it does have the potential to get a lot better. You know, and there are certain seasons where you you do just feel like you both work in the same home, <laughs> taking care of these random kids or whatever, and you just feel like, when when will there ever be time for us again? But you have to make that time because there will be a time when it is just the two of you again. And there will be a time even in the thick of it when you have to look at each other and say, we have to get through this together. And you have to remind each other all the time that we are on the same team and I'm not going anywhere. And when you do that, your relationship has the potential because you're going to go through lots of downward turns. You just are. But your relationship has the potential to just bring tears to your eyes and to want to like hug someone so deeply that you feel them inside your bone marrow. Like I could cry when I think about how I feel about my husband. But it's because of all of the um, really hard things that we've been through. And because in those times, we, we looked to each other and said, this is a shared experience. And I'm not going anywhere. Yes, I want to kill you. Yes, I hate you. But I also love you so much. And I want to be better for you. Now, granted, I know there's somebody right now, you don't have that. You are doing everything you can to be better for that other person and they're not even meeting you a tenth of the way, and they never have. In which case, you know, I don't want to tell you. One person's always working harder. That's just facts, right? One person's always working harder. We don't keep track or keep score, but it really, in order to be successful in any marriage, I think at some point, both parties have to say, I'm, I'm willing to do what it takes. I'm willing to try. 
I'm willing to say I'm sorry. It's expressing appreciation on a regular basis. And it's knowing that this is all going to make us happier. Like we, we were meant to be together and we're going to go through some tough times and each time it's going to get better. I want to share with you some really simple questions that for those of you who are like, you're just getting started in this. Like if you, you already know this, you already know this stuff and you're already doing this, then my only recommendation for you is to make sure you're prioritizing the time that you spend doing this. Like maybe you're even putting it on your schedule. Like you're putting it on your calendar so you're reminded to actually spend time connecting with each other. But for those of you who are just getting started, like you've never done this before, I want to give you some like really simple questions that you can regularly, regularly ask your partner. And it's going to take some time for them to come around. And maybe some of these are a little too deep. It's hard to say. But I think that you're going to find most of these questions are incredibly helpful. This is just a really simple one that you can get in the habit of asking every day. And that is, tell me what was the best part of your day? Tell me what was the worst part of your day? Like that two-part question, you should be asking that every single day and then just listen and like really listen. Number two, what worries or concerns do you have right now? And there's a million different ways you can ask that. Like you're going to put into your own words. Like the way I would ask that to Brett, I'll say like, hey, so what would you say is the number one thing that's like kind of stressful right now for you? Like, so put in your own words, but like that's something that I regularly ask my husband. Ask your partner, what's something new or like really interesting that you heard about or you learned about today? And I love this one. What can I do to best support you right now? Like what, what would be the most helpful thing that I could do to alleviate stress, to alleviate pressure, to, to support you? Ask your partner that question and then listen and don't be defensive even if you're like, well, I'm already doing that. Here's a really important one to ask. What have I done lately that's made you feel appreciated or loved? And I know it seems really basic, but it's finding a different way of asking, how was your day? Because I think we, we do that generically, like, so, so how was your day? And your partner might be like, it was fine, da, da, da. Find a more creative way of asking that. So the way to do that is by listening when you say, like, how was your day? And ask them to tell you something specifically about what happened that day or something that was challenging or like, what was the greatest challenge? What was the biggest like hurdle you had to jump over today? Or like, what was the most annoying thing that happened to you today? Right? Like, this is how we speak to each other. And then once they answer that, the next day, follow up on that same topic so that your partner recognizes that you're actually listening. Now, these are really softball questions. This is like a starter kit for emotional intimacy. I love the really deep questions like, tell me about, but listen, only you know if your partner is ready for the deep, deep questions. These for us usually happen at night. They usually happen when we're curled up and next to each other, when we're really comfortable and safe and relaxed. But that's when I would ask questions like, so tell me about a childhood memory that has stayed with you and made you feel like really special, like the just something really early on or tell me about a time when you were a little kid that you were scared and didn't have any idea what was going on listen understanding your partner's childhood is how you crack the code understanding thinking about it imagining what they felt having empathy holding them and telling them that you love them that you were sorry that happened that they're loved telling them that all of those things are what make them so beautiful today. 
if they've had traumas, letting them know it wasn't their fault, letting them know how sorry you are, letting them know how much you care about them, and really listening. And then like trying to understand, like maybe your partner is neurodivergent. There's, I have to say like the fact that my ADHD is probably very challenging for my husband to deal with because he's like the exact opposite. The fact that he's done so much work to understand my neurodivergence and the way that my brain works. And even like he looks at my brain scan and he understands like just that he's gone out of his way to understand that has brought us so much closer. And what it did is it eradicated some of the resentment and frustrations that he had over things I just, I just do because it's part of who I am. There are things that he does that used to drive me crazy, but now I, I love them because I know where they come from. You have the potential to transform your relationship. It takes work, it takes time, but it is so incredibly worth it. Lastly, I wanted to share with you a couple of books that we found to be super transformational. Like I know some, apparently some of these authors are like problematic. I can't keep up. Isn't everyone problematic these days? I don't know. Either way, all I know is these books were really super helpful. The first is The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. He did a, a similar book for kids too that's really awesome. Hold Me Tight by Dr. Sue Johnson. A book called Attached. I can't remember who wrote it. Actually, we'll put all of these in the description for this episode. The Seven Principles of Making a Marriage Work. This book is great. So Good. And by the way, these are all available on Audible too. We'll link them below. And that was by Dr. John Gottman. I also would recommend Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. The Art of Intimacy, Love and Respect, The Love That She Most Desires, and The Respect That He Desperately Needs. These are all great books. And, and there's a few more. I think there's another one called Intimacy 2.0. I don't have to look that one up. But start with the books, listen to the podcast, just practice. Practice asking these questions, practice listening. Practice reading the room and knowing when it's a good time and when, you know, you probably need to walk away. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this edition of The Shalene Show. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.